What up, what up, what up? Great, great, great evening to y'all, man. Hope y'all are feeling good. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to this edition of Herb and Two alongside Tucson Warner. My name is Herb Howard. Every Thursday and Saturday, we are here hanging out with y'all, talking about issues that currently impact the black community, talking about how those issues impact us as individuals and also how they impact us as a collective. You okay? We would kindly request that you please take a quick second to share the broadcast, share it on your personal page. Share within your personal network with anyone that you think would add value to this conversation. Again, this is Herbin 2. It is intellectual thuggery at its absolute finest. My name is Herb. His name is 2. 2. What's good, man? What's up, family? It's a day. It ain't even a blessing. It's just a day. Sometimes you got to talk yourself into it, man. No, fuck this day. Okay. Mm, Um, (laughs) No, for real, fuck this day. Ah, well, a couple days ago, right? We got a long show. We got a lot of stuff we got to get into. Yeah, we got 20 minutes to do it. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> Q, you sitting over there, got the championship belt. The champ is here. The champ is here. Mark Quinn McDonald stopping through the studio. Talk about this weekend. Talk about that belt on your lap. Q, what's the word, man? Man, uh, the new improved Gucci belt. You know what I'm saying? Gucci. Uh, man, this Friday, no, this past Friday, Fought uh, in the Golden Gloves, and I am now the 2023 Super Heavyweight uh, Chicago Golden Gloves champion. My nigga. Super Heavyweight Golden Gloves champion. I still can't believe he said Super Heavyweight. I was like, shit, I thought I was at least a heavyweight. God damn. Now, the motherfucker you was fighting was a Super Heavyweight. No, that motherfucker was big. He was. (laughs) It's a big boy. He was. (laughs) That's what's up, bro. It was cool, man. um, I'm, I'm happy for the win. You know, I. I'm I'm an artist. I'm a creative with this shit. You mm-hmm. know, I'm a martial artist, so I can be real hard on myself. Too had to talk to me right. earlier because I, you know, I wasn't necessarily proud on, you know, on my performance. Mm-hmm. But my boy told me earlier that he said some shit. I'm gonna put on a shirt. I'm gonna sell these shirts. He said the motherfucker say, uh, 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 "You rather have an ugly win than a pretty loss." So yeah. no, I facts, was like, man. I bet, yo. So I, I appreciated that shit. So nah, that's facts, man. Uh, but and I this shit, I discovered about myself, like for real. There was a point, and two can you know speak on it. I'm sure that you could probably tell, like in the third round, he kept putting his weight on me so much, man, that my fucking body was like he was burnt. significantly bigger than you, significantly. And so because of that shit, my motherfucking ass, you know, there was a a part of my mind that was I was arguing myself. So now I'm, fighting, I'm yeah. fighting two motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm literally in the third round fighting this nigga and I'm fighting myself. You know what I mean? And so I'm fighting this motherfucker and me and I'm like, God damn. And there was a part where I was, you could tell like, hey, this don't like, my whole village could feel it or could mm-hmm. see it where they was like, don't you give up. Mm-hmm. Just push for at least 30 more seconds. And he did, I don't know what he did, bro, but he did something that pissed me off. And I was just like, fuck it, I'd rather die in here. I literally was like, man, fuck it, I'd just rather die in here. And we gonna go. So, and I pushed and shit. And for a second, I thought I was, because a few minutes after, we were taking pictures. I was like, hey, my chest hurt. <laughs> I was like, hey, what a doc that. So, but I, I pulled that shit off, man. And um, at the hospital, because the doctors did maybe go get a, uh, what is it, an EKG? And yeah. A, and a chest x-ray. Just to make sure I was good. While I'm sitting there, my boy Daryl sent me the the fight, and I got a chance to see it. And it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And I looked at you know looked at my wife and was like, "Man, I was like, oh shit, I was winning rounds one and two. 
you know, yeah. round three I give it to him, but one and two for sure. You know what I mean? So the clips I seen was clean, man. I saw I saw clean punches. I saw good feet, quick hands. It looked clean. Yeah, to me. it was it was cool. I didn't see the whole thing. Obviously, uh, the whole I fight. There, I'm gonna get the whole fight. Daryl is supposed to send me the whole. Right. Like where I can like download and upload and then upload it to Facebook. Yeah. So you know, but I'm 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 happy. Uh, I announced the other day that that was my last amateur fight. I thought uh, my coach called me today because I'm so I'm and I'm like I said I'm my worst critic. So for me, I'm like yo man, I need a. I want to put on a show for my village. Y'all came to support me, and I wasn't proud of the outcome. And so, you know, let's go back to my big bro and my bro's like, nigga, look, you got in the, the fact that you even got in there that most motherfuckers right. won't even do that shit. Right. But I was talking to one of my sisters and I was telling her like, yo, and then I, the phone rang, you know, on the other line. I look and it's my coach. And when I speak to him, he say, hey, man, I heard you on the radio yesterday and it was awesome. And you told me that after this fight, you want to take it to the next level, which meant I wanted to do at least one pro fight. Okay. And he said, but the Power Gloves is in November. And the Power Gloves, for those that don't know, is a national event. And it's just as prestigious as the Golden Gloves. The Golden Gloves is prestigious. Like, it really is. It's, it's a big deal. To be a Golden Gloves champion is a big deal. But the Power Gloves is definitely a big, is a big deal as well. It's a national event. And he was like, look, I want you to win that belt. And he was like, you can win that belt. It's a beautiful belt. And uh, it's waiting on you. I said, all right, cool. He said, plus... The dude you're going to be fighting is more likely going to be the dude you just fought in the gloves. I was like, well, let's get it. I was like, because I owe a, what is it? I owe a good death. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, yo, we got to, I owe my village that. But um, truth be told, that's more about me, though. That's more about my, my ego and my me wanting to go. But after that, uh, before I told, I told Coach, you know, I want to stay with that integrity. My first pro fight will be right after that. You know, so I wanted to get in there at least once. I told my team, I already established the team. I already spoke to him. We had a meeting. I want to be one and done because I don't want to be, you know, on my deathbed with my great-grandchildren around me talking about, you know, I wish I should have. Well, you never know. You, when, you get it, when you get in that ring, you had that first fight, you see how it go. You never know if you want another one. But for now... You definitely won that one. Yes, sir. Championship belt, man. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I want to ask some perspective, though. You heard Q's perspective from being in the ring. Right. You heard your perspective from watching the clips. Right. I'm going to give you the perspective from being outside the ring. Okay. Because this shit is funny. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So... First of all, man, shout out to my brother for winning. Shout out to my brother for getting in the ring. Shout out for all that shit. Because even after the night after he won, we was talking about it. And I was just big up in the man. But now we're going to make fun of the neck. You know what I mean? Hey, man. Hey. And, and I'm tied to the motherfuckers, so hey. Yeah. <laughs> and two, hey, fuck all you niggas who's critics. I know you kept saying you really fuck all them niggas because wouldn't that nigga out there who was criticizing your ass get their punk ass in that ring? So I ain't out in none of that bullshit, nah, right? So. One of the things is, like, first of all, you know how it was last time. We get there, we wait for 1,800 fights, and we don't know if Q fight. It was the same shit this time. Right. Well, y'all, Wait. I just I gave y'all the news. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. 20 minutes later. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> but anyway, so we get there, so Q was like, man, look, the door's open at 7, but don't come to this motherfucker until at least 9.30, right? 
So I get there at 930, and it's another 1,800 fights before Q. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we sat through 1,799 fights, right? And out of 1,799, it was like three good fights. You know what I mean? But I'm looking at the bad fights. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I'll fuck one of these niggas up, man. Right. How's they right. in here, man? Right. Looking at this shit, I'm saying, I done worked out with Q. Q to showed me some shit. I be like, damn, that's amazing when we, you right. know, just outside the ring. Right. I said, I got to see what Q look like in this ring because maybe, just maybe, I'm playing myself. Maybe these motherfuckers can fight. It just... Look easy from here. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Maybe I'm playing myself. Come you know on. What I'm so like I gotta see what my brother get to read, see what happened, right? So, first of all, and you didn't even see this. This is before y'all fight. The motherfucker Q is fighting is Bolo from the karate movie. It's he's that big. You understand me? Yo, he, he real. That oh, is real. I'm not playing. Right? And I didn't know that's the motherfucker you was fighting. That motherfucker arms. Bolo. You hear me? Bolo, right? So you remember that John Claude Van Damme movie when Bolo was hitting the bricks and it was like, Ugh! and you could hit a building crumbling. Ugh! He just kept hitting the bricks. This big motherfucker's on the other side of the gym working out with his trainer, and he's doing Bolo. He's hitting some shit. This the building's crumbling, right? Ugh! And you can hit. I was like, I hope you don't got to fight him because that don't look good. That Tom, don't look good Tom at Tom all. <laughs> that don't look good at all. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Don't fuck with that big motherfucker. Cool. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So they come to the ring, and it's Bolo. I said, <laughs> no, no, let's go, go. <laughs> so Q come out. Q come out hyperactive and shit. You know, it's, it's going gloves, so it's a point thing, right? Yeah. So it's always action, 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 activity. Q knocked the nigga down in the first round. Okay. So now I'm on some confidence shit. Now my dick getting heavy, right? I'm like, whoop his ass. <laughs> he ain't shit. You know, I'm talking all kind of shit, right? He ain't shit. Nigga. Getting Q fucked up. <laughs> the second round. Man. This was the funniest Man, shit I've too. ever seen in a right. professional Man, fight. Too. This nigga Q was about to die. You hear me? <laughs> so, weak, you know, the end of the round, you going to sit down? Yeah. He is pretty This big. nigga he fell is. into the seat. He couldn't sit down. He just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop this shit right now. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> it's another one? <laughs> it's another one? <laughs> Bruh. I was like, uh, what do we do now? <laughs> and I won the second round too. Thank you very much. No, that was after the second round, though. Oh no, that was going into the third. Going into oh, the oh, third. for sure. He was look, dead. Look, this nigga fell into the chair like. Ugh. Look, motherfucker, I was like this. I was le- he had the, the my coach had the bucket right here. I was leaped over the bucket like all of us was like, water on my neck, motherfucker. <laughs> Is he not gonna make it? Ooh, what do we do? <laughs> Rush him. Wait, 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 give context. Gotta give context. The motherfucker wasn't hitting me. The motherfucker was leaning on me, me, rushing and grabbing and just, I'm going to just drain his ass. So I would have to like turn him, do flurries of punches so I can get my points. But that motherfucker was heavy. And if you you see him, he big as hell. He huge. He huge. Yeah. And he put his arms. What's funny is when he first came out in the first round, he put his arms up like, like you know, like this. I'm like, okay, Brian don't look as big, you know, uh, he don't really look as big. But when he he put his arms out on some old, like he watched one of them nature channels and you know the, the animals put their arms out and make themselves <laughs> look bigger. To another motherfucker. That motherfucker. I was like, God, transform. Damn. Yeah. I was like, the fuck, <laughs> bro, big as hell. <laughs> And he didn't give a fuck about a jab. He didn't give a fuck about none of that. He just walked straight through. And I was like, man. And here's the thing that I was telling, too. We from the same gym. We both from uh, Sam Colonna's. And I've never sparred Brian, but I've seen him spar. 
And he can be slow and he's aggressive, but for whatever reason, he was 10 times as aggressive in that shit. And it dawned on me as the coaches, his coaches, those are, you know, shout out to the guys from the gym. It's, it's nothing personal. I'm, I heard them tell him going into the second round, go at his ass. Like, get him. And that's when I was like, ah. Uh. But when I knocked him down is when I was like, oh, shit. Because when I knocked him down, when he got up, he had that look in his face like, motherfucker, you trying to embarrass me? Yo, he had that look. Audacity your punk ass. Now the audacity mad. of you knocking me down. <laughs> Niggas now like, mad. You knock him down. Now you nervous for knocking him down. Like, shit. Look, I, I, the, 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 my issue, here's the thing, though. I had to have them there. Cause I just couldn't lose to this dude. No disrespect, but it's a ra- it was a racial thing for me. Yeah. Hey, it just was. I was like, hey, this white boy calling all his white friends and trying to get them to come celebrate and cheer him on. I need y'all. I need energy. I tried to get the UNIA in there. I tried to get red, black, and green flags, but they went to a <laughs> they went to a, a function down in Atlanta. I was like, hey, Prez, can you bring Division Four One and Four Twenty Nine? Matter of fact, let's get the Nation of Islam in here just on stand on by the stage in bow ties so we can intimidate. <laughs> I couldn't get none of that. So, but it was all good. My village showed up though. But my third round, oh, that third round, G. That nigga didn't know where he was. G. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just make it out the round, cuz. <laughs> Just make it out the round, cuz. Make it out the round, cuz. Run, cuz. <laughs> Listen, bro. I literally, he was just like on me. It was just like, huh. you know what I mean? So it was like, I'm, I'm holding him up like God. So, you know. I want to I wanna move on. Don't give up. Fuck that shit. I want to I wanna, I wanna talk about something else. Whoop his ass, Q. I got gloves. I want to talk about something else. Y'all so ignorant. What is wrong? I'm going to fuck up. Fuck him up, The next fight is me and Herb. I want to talk about something else. Me and Herb is fighting in one in six weeks. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> About that weather outside. Listen, I did give y'all a good solid week of weather. For my birthday, I brought y'all a solid week of weather. We now appreciate we're celebrating. You and now it's gone. It's snowing, it's cold. This it's is some schizophrenic shit. I gave y'all one good week. But you yeah, ain't let a motherfucker know where, what the, what, you know. Gee, I was bike riding with shorts you. on this weekend, and then I woke up and it was snowing. I said, I'm the telling fuck you, hey, hey, God giveth, and he taketh away. Where was the party? Praise no Tyrone Jackson Jesus. I ain't had no party. I was just chilling, man. I, like I said, I brought y'all good weather. It, I couldn't keep it going forever. You know what I'm saying? So we yeah, appreciate you. Good. No problem, man. Anything I can do for the help, y'all. I'm down this to do true. that. You um, brought badass kids too. I'm just saying. Th- that's see, that's the confusion <laughs> of the warmth. See, the warmth come, <laughs> then the city start going crazy, and they like it's time. It's time. It's like the weather. That's that's really why I got cold again. It was like a little test. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna diss our baby. We had to see if the city was ready for it to be eighty yet, and the city was not. The city is not quite ready, ready for it to definitely be eighty. Definitely not yet. ready. I'm definitely. Or not the city was absolutely prepared. The city wasn't ready. Uh, okay, okay. Let's get into it then. City of Chicago, uh, Chicago happenings uh, over the past weekend. Let's start with the the teens and the chaos they caused downtown. Uh, if you haven't seen the video footage or heard about it, uh, hundreds of teens. Um, were downtown and it was wild. <laughs> they were jumping on cars, uh, assaulting people. A uh, kid got shot. Um, I thought a few got shot. Two got shot. Oh, okay. I didn't know anybody got shot. Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah. Um. Listen. Snatched the motherfucker. Nobody got ran over. Old man at his car. Yeah, they are Nobody got ran over that I know of. You was you fought Friday. I fought Friday. So Friday they also did the same thing, but it was on thirty first street. street. Yeah, so and they burned the car. So on the way to the yeah. fight, we saw all the police and shit on thirty first. I was like, man, what's going on here? Well, and then Saturday was the 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 remix. You know yeah. what I mean? My team was out. Watch guard was out Friday night. So because when, when I after the fight, when I saw the, my phone. I saw the messages from the group chat and mm-hmm. some of the video, and mm-hmm. the shorties was wilding. And mm-hmm. the reason why they was out, they was like, yo, man, one of these shorties going to get killed. And so I didn't know what was going on, but apparently they took over 31st Street Beach, and I guess they was throwing bricks through you know, cop cars and windows. Yeah. Whatever, and, you know. Listen, man, I'm, I'm, I'm all for you know, freedom of gathering. I'm all for freedom of expression. I'm all for pushing back. I'm all for, you know, anti power. You know what I'm saying? So I'm 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 on on, on some levels I'm with it. On a, on but on a different level, y'all just wilding. Y'all not doing shit constructively. Y'all just fucking bugging. And I get how we got here. Like I understand how we get to a place where that's the type of shit that's going on. I understand what disinvestment causes. I understand what all the shit causes. But at the end of the day, right, cause or not, we got to be able to make better decisions. We got to be able to have more control than to have our shorties down there doing that. And if they was down there constructively wilding, I'm for it. Y'all just bugging. Y'all just bugging. And I, y'all bugging because y'all angry and y'all forgot about it. And y'all undisciplined. Ain't nobody fucking raising y'all. I'm not blaming them. It's a failure on our community. For that to be the type of like, if we got that much motherfucking energy and we can mobilize that motherfucking fast, can we do something that fucking matters? Like, can we do something that actually fucking matters? And I think you got to find ways to harness their energy with a different level of thinking. And I don't know how we go about bridging those. And I think that it's a failure of of, of parents in that community to see that shit happen the way it did. I don't know if I agree. <clears throat> would it be in a failure of parenting or community, right? And I and I hear you, and I agree with you in a lot of uh, in what you're saying, but I also think it's a very, very nuanced conversation, right? So the other day I posted on my social media, and I said, man, uh, it's a very interesting juxtaposition that mm-hmm. everybody's talking about the shorties downtown while simultaneously afraid of a fucking Hulu documentary about Freaknik, right? right? right. And all I said was it was an interesting juxtaposition. I didn't say I was on anybody's side or had any other thought about the shit. Just was an interesting juxtaposition. That was just y'all yesterday. Right? Yesterday y'all was talking about y'all behaviors at Freaknik, right? And I don't know if this episode is aired or not, but it did air. It did? We did we had an episode about the fear of the Freaknik. Oh, no, I, yeah. I thought you were saying the Freaknik documentary. documentary and I spoke about my experience when I was at Freaknik. And I and this was before this shit happened. Mm-hmm. And I explained that by then here, my first most of the time I was there, I spent running from gunshots. <clears throat> that was an exact quote from me. Right? And I said it was a <clears throat> wild experience. <clears throat> and I said it was wild for the time, but it's very normal today. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, when I made that statement, even though all I said was it was an interesting juxtaposition, you know, motherfuckers come with their comments. 
So I want to read a comment to you. It says, that was a terrible comparison. As Frick Nick got closer to his last day, some clowns did manage to wear their heads, but it was mostly about get your freak on. These piece of shit animals today, yes, I said it, come from piece of shit parents that have taught them nothing. Cops should have the power to do what they must to corral the animals. If they act like savage animals, they should be treated like savage animals. Anyway, uh, I don't need the pigs to protect me and mine. If those animals get close to me and mine with threatening behavior, I will gladly exercise my constitutional right to bear arms and protect myself and my property. I have no worries, no reservations about using lethal violence to accomplish that measure. Myers should curb their dogs. Yep. I said it and I mean it. Now I only read that <clears throat> because and I'm and, and just a little pushback on your point about community and parenting, right? The very inception of this concept of America was violence. The very concept of America is mob action. That is the very essence, right? So for sure. <clears throat> when the when the Kentucky Wildcats win the NCAA championship, white kids go out into the community and they turn over cars and burn shit down and that's how they celebrate. I'm not justifying it. This is just what America is, right? Uh, and again, we have this conversation about our assimilation into American culture, right? As we move further and further into the uh, enclaves of, I guess you could say, you know, the, the, the larger society, we exhibit their behaviors in, in every essence, in every instance. So we have that conversation about the shorties, but in the same amount of time, you got to fight at White Sox Park, but they all in the stands, stand the goddamn crowd up. We ain't talking about that shit. We got the sister on Jackson crashing into the other sister's car, running down to traffic, turning her goddamn car over because she was angry. You know what I mean? The energy here is mad. I say all the time, you can walk through the streets of our community and you can see the depression on the people's faces, right? You can see that shit. That's and if these are the faces of the people raising the children, surely you could, you, could, you could immediately and easily place blame. But we're breeding this energy. The culture breeds this energy. So motherfuckers be like, what's the answer? What's the answer? What's the resolve? The resolve is letting go of the American value system and nobody here is willing to do that. So yeah, I, I think I don't really think you disagree with what I'm saying. Because when I when I say failure, it's not to place blame. If we went out to set out to do something and we failed, we failed. It's not to say Q fucked it up, you know what I'm saying? Or Erica fucked it up. It's just we failed. And so I'm not placing blame when I say it's a community and parental failure to say Oh, the community fucked up or the parents fucked up. But we certainly fucking failed. We certainly missed the mark. And I think that's a, a, a communal and a collective issue more than a, any singular part of the demographic. Yeah, it's a level of arrested development on both ends, though. Yeah. Right? So, you know, we can condemn the shorties. But I often say ain't no real, like I said, that many black people in America, ain't that many adults in America either. That's true. Right? You go home and you got on Real Housewives or whatever the fuck, and your child is sitting there with you, you're, you're creating that behavior model. Mm -hmm. You might not think of it as such, but it's the truth, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and, and I'm no different, right? I told somebody today, man, you look in my closet. If if I was smaller, you could you would probably think it was my son's closet. 
mm-hmm. right? Because he can fit my shoes and shit. He sneaks my shoes and shit to school. Mm-hmm. Even in this instance, and I know I'm well above the vast majority of Americans in thought, right? There was a distinction between my father's closet and my closet. There was a distinction between his behaviors and my behaviors. There was a mm-hmm. distinction. If we got this shit going on downtown and then we got a woman crashing into a fucking car because of an altercation at a gas station on Jackson, why you think they would act different? No, I don't. That's my point. Right? I don't think they but would act different. But it's not their fault. No, I, They're fruit off the tree of what we breed. And, I, and again, even the motherfucking lady on Jackson, it ain't her fault either. What I'm saying is this is America. And we got to come to terms with that come to terms with it as as a, as a failed experiment and do something else cuz like you can't just have shit like that happening like that lady in the gas station we going to play the video she just wanted to run that lady over we going to run the car over and she's like I ain't moving my shit boom run our shit over Bail out, flip over the whole truck. Like, this can't just be regular shit. You know what I'm saying? This can't just be shit that's cool. And I, I, I'm not saying it's new behavior. It, motherfuckers been wilding. But at some point, we got to recognize it to be extremely detrimental yeah. to, to the collective. Yeah, and we know where we can all say, you know, where it started, where it came from, why it's happening, but that doesn't solve anything. Nah, we can't just be like, oh, well, white people white people fucking up and dropping the ball, so we going like... That's why they jumped and stumped on top of somebody's car. Like, I think that's my pushback, though, E. I don't think we all say can all say where it came from. Because I think there's a difference by having a behavior set and then it being a systemic problem. I think there's a unique difference there, right? I think there's a so the uh, the first killer in rap, the first oh, the serial killer in rap, 
the King Von documentary. documentary. Yeah. Yeah. I fell down that rabbit hole this weekend. I couldn't help myself. I ain't watched it. I, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Bruh, this shit is insane. Mm-hmm. It's insane, insane, mm-hmm. right? But you look at the shit and you say to yourself, if you got half a brain, they're allowing this to happen. Then you look a little bit deeper and you say, they created this environment. Yeah. Then you look a bit deeper and say, you're just a pawn in the game because the system created you. 100%. And a hundred motherfuckers like you. 100%. Right? And, and, and we can keep pulling back the layers and you'll find people in every generation and the behaviors might not be the same, mm-hmm. but the mindset is exactly the same. It's been manufactured. It's, it's a manufactured thing. And the only way, you can't stop that through personal choice. It's a communal choice. You can't stop that in com- in, in, in communal choice because the, the community is still is wrapped wavelength. into the system. It's they're the way the, the you got the wavelength. you got the you got the crush said system. Yeah. So when we be like, you know, the kids is fucked up, we say that as if they're not a representation of us, right? I just read the, the goddamn thing. Right. He was comfortable saying that in public about what I see as our children, right? Motherfucker, you should be tarred and feathered. You, the nigga who said that. Right? You should be, but we have, that's what I mean when I say we have assimilated into those philosophies. And the more we get it, I heard, you know, I'm sure Beach has said this shit before because Beach is the kind of motherfucker that, you know, relates back to Africa all the time. Mm-hmm. If you ask any of them type of people, any of them, any of them koofy wearing motherfuckers, just randomly go up to them one day and say, <laughs> hey, what if white people brought to the planet? And they're going to say destruction. And if you allow them motherfuckers to be the power and make the decisions, then that's all they're going to bring to the rest of this shit. They've not grown anything. They steal. They, 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 they destroy. That's what they do. And we admire it whether we acknowledge it or not. We want their life. But at what point, at what point do we do something about it? Okay, because understanding that the system is in place so when, when i say like we can know where it started or where it came from i mean that broadly right we might not be able to really pinpoint it it's a lot of different factors um some people like all of us sitting here have um you know come to a point in our lives where something switched i was i would think right um my thinking was very different you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, where I wasn't thinking about these things in the way that the world was made up. So, like, we can't just sit back, like Herb said, and just let that be okay. So, it's like... I agree 100%. Yeah, like... But what I'm... And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not saying we should. Yeah. Right? But I'm saying if you're going to attack the problem, you can't fix it from the branch. You got to fix it from the root. Yeah. And motherfuckers can't even think past the branch. Yes. Yeah. So you're going to get the same results because as the last fucking branch. the problem is layering on top of it now with the parents and the... But it, what's important it, it, it is what the tree mm-hmm. is going to yield. Mm-hmm. Because the tree is sick at the root. So you can cut this branch off because it's, 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 it's deformed. Right? But the next branch to sprout is by the, through the, 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 the genes of the same tree. It's going to be deformed too. It's, it's circular unless you say, man, chop this whole fucking tree down. So yeah. is, it, is it fixable? Yeah, by chopping the tree down. But that's what I mean when I say we can't think past the branch. We don't think it's a possibility to have any, co- any other thought process. 
We don't think it's a think about this, right? Capitalism is just a system of government. It's just that. You could look around the world and see a bunch of different systems of government. We think you can't fucking operate without capitalism. When just looking outside of your fucking window, you can see motherfuckers here operating socialism. The Asian community is a socialist community. Motherfucker, the Wall Street community is a socialist community, right? The bank is too big to fail. That's socialism. That's socialism, right? But we can't think past the branch. It's just the system that we know. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers don't know shit else, and so they don't believe it to be real or, or a possibility, and so they become beholden and very, very dependent on the system as it is currently designed. We see that all the time. Nobody ever wows out when they bail out these banks you're speaking of because we have come to believe sincerely that our very existence, our very way of being is more dependent upon these fucking billionaires surviving than, than us. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, if that bank closed, we can't that's the fuck we can but we believe that shit, and so we don't respond in a way that's like, fuck that shit. But still, though, right, that divide grows ever wide between the dude who, like, killing motherfucking kids and them kids. It ain't one extreme or the other. It's you motherfuckers get the fuck down off that car, and boy, I wish you fucking would shoot one of these kids. It's not either or. It's, like, in the middle, and we don't we aren't able to find that. like, And I think it's because you got people who understand that there's a problem and try to do something about it. You got people who understand there's a problem but feel hopeless to do anything about it. And you got a whole other segment of people who just don't even fucking know. Sincerely ignorant. And to me, to me, it's only at this point in coming upon the people who are aware and engaged to unite and begin to solve problems at whatever capacity they can continuing to yell at motherfuckers who don't know there's a problem or motherfuckers who feel hopeless to solve the problem is is a waste of time. It's a waste of time. And so when you talk about, when Erica's like, well, us in this room, we, f- we figured out at some point we got to think about this thing differently. We got to approach this thing differently. That's the only, that's, that's not the majority of people, though. That's a very, very small. Because we find comfort in our misery, though, bro. Yeah. Right? But in that comfort, in that misery, it paralyzes you. You know what I mean? True. If we get away from the broader context and just get into some personal shit, we all know people that sit and wallow in unproductive relationships. Sure. Right? Because in their mind, well, this too shall pass and we'll get back to a space and place where this behavior goes away and at least I can operate in my comfortable misery. But this still ain't happy. Right. It's just me operating in my comfortable misery. Right. Finding comfort in the discomfort. You know what I mean? Finding so, comfort in the discomfort when in reality you got to let go. So my question, so still my question remains, is it fixable in regards to the, to the whole or do you find your tribe and then you build and grow from there? That's all you can do because to his point, it ain't a whole lot. We talk about like my tribe as like generally black people. And like to make the point all the time, it ain't that many black people here. It's a whole bunch of dark-skinned white people, meaning they all think the same way as they do. They, now, you don't get the fucking privileges and benefits of that shit, but you on the absolute direct pursuit of what they pursuing. So your tribe is only people who ain't in that same fucking line. And it ain't everybody that look like me. You know what I'm saying? 
It just ain't. I would love for it to be, but I need to find the people who just don't believe in that shit, want to find a different way, and then get with them. But on the back end of that, it's some other shit. It's some other ways to look at this too, though, right? So the universe don't respond to man law. Facts. Universe don't give a fuck about what man said. Facts. Right. Universal law is universal law. Mm -hmm. Right. It just is what the fuck it is. Right. And these kids is disconnected from everything. Right. And it is breeding what we deem as savage behavior. Right? Now, if you can manage savage behavior, Harness you, it. you got a motherfucking army. You got a heart. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. Now, perspective. With your aim. Just back to change universal, the target. Yeah, yeah, back to universal law. We all have been comfortable in America because you don't have no other choice. You born here, you get comfortable. It's just yeah. what it is, yeah. right? But America's transitioning, and its next transition is going to be a failure in the way that we have often found comfortable, right? So we have been through, this is our fourth economic revolution. We're going through it right now as we speak. When you start seeing the A, motherfucker, I just wrote a whole goddamn proposal in AI. I didn't even write it. The oh, computer yeah, wrote it for me. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? I just picked out the parts I liked. I like that. I like that. I like that. Taped it together. I had to do shit. My brain didn't have to move it all. Right? So when that really gets implemented, the middle that class gets depleted. Fuck I need you for. It's gone. Right? right? Now, back to universal law. We know the history since 1619, man. You had, you know... Hubs and niggas who was going to war. You had hubs and niggas that was fighting back. But up until 19, I don't know, up until 2023, the vast majority of us ain't really trying to go to war. The vast majority of us are comfortable in our cowardice. Mm-hmm. Facts. Right? But as this new implementation of whatever the next experience of America is, ain't going to be no room for comfort. It's, ain't no choice. Because ain't no gonna be choice. Made for you. It's going to be made for you. It's going to be either you eating or you eating off the floor. That's the only option. And that's why you get such a wide gap between I will shoot them black heads in their motherfucking head and I'm downtown doing just tearing this shit up just because. The, the, the divide is that wide. And you come close to me, I'm going to kill you, right? In our next story, we talk about uh, Ralph Yarrow. Young brother, Kansas City, on his way to pick up his siblings, Right? He goes to the wrong address just because it was like by street. He was supposed to be at street and he went to court. Terrace. Terrace. Mm-hmm. Right. And so. Terrace court or Terrace street. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, you, you, do, you do that and he raised the bell. Dude comes, shoots him. Fall, shoot Twice. him. He falls on the ground right. and he shoots him in his head. Like. I thought the headshot was either one. Is, he got shot is, Yeah, Twice. he wanted to make sure that he. Crazy. And after that, like you, like you shoot still, somebody, they fall, you walk up, you give them a headshot. Like, to make sure he did. Shorty That's still he did. had the wherewithal to get the fuck up off the ground and run. He had the strength to do that. Mm-hmm. That's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Really? I didn't yeah, know he Yeah, he knocked on three different doors before he passed out. Wow. With two bullets in him and one was lodged in his head. So that fear shit is... Universal law, I'm going to tell you why after this. I'm I'm here. No, go go go. It's let's it's to the next story. Go. That fear that fear shit is prominent though, mm-hmm. right? It even the shooting in the head shit is a is 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 some new shit in the sense of how afraid we are. Back to the King Von video, 
right? Now, I don't keep up with the Chicago murder scene like that. Mm -hmm. But these little motherfuckers were terrorists. Mm -hmm. No, that's facts. Right? And they they not shooting, running. They're, oh, head, yeah, they're yeah. walking up. You know on. what I mean? They're walking up on you. Their goal was to put X amount of yeah. in your face. Yeah. Right? It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a disconnect again, right? But... Fear and love can't harness the same space. G. They can't operate in the same space. And the universe is designed around love. Hmm. But the system is designed. To One of you motherfuckers got to go. It's designed around fear. One of you motherfuckers. Think about the Vaughn story and how the universe operates, right? Think about all the pain and trauma that little boy caused in this city, mm -hmm. right? Behind whatever issues he was behind. Yes, it is. Right? He started to accumulate some wealth. Your fucking goal, the goal of every motherfucker in that position. And that world that was providing him the wealth took his fucking life. That's the universe, bro. Mm -hmm. You ain't safe where you thought you was going to find safety. That's the universe. And the universe is speaking to us right now. Mm. That's, that's real. And I, I, that's, damn, that's real. And I think the same thing happened, universally speaking, in, 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 in the next case, right? And we come back to how he was able to do what he did in terms of getting up out of there. And why the homeowner did what he did. But the next day, I believe, New Mexico police shooting. They show up on the scene. They get a call for a domestic violence call. They show up on the scene. They, too, go to the wrong address. They go to the wrong address, just like young Ralph did. They go to the wrong address. Middle of the night, though. Yep. Right? It's middle of the night. Y'all around this man's house with flashlights. Y'all knocking on his door. The man in there with his young kids and his wife. Naturally, he just comes to the door with his gun. Y'all see his gun and shoot that man dead on, the, on out there. All he opened his door, the, the lights is in his face. Y'all in the dark of his yard, and he just sees niggas standing around. Yeah, I got my gun. And then y'all just open up fire and kill this man dead in his fucking doorway? Oh, see. Wake his wife up from the sound. She come down there with her gun. She's screaming. This is all recorded on their camera shit. Authorities releasing, releasing body, camera, body video. camera video. The officers, the officers were responding, responding to a domestic, to a domestic violence, violence call, but they ended up, they the ended up at the wrong address. address. Police opened open fire, fire when the man who lived, lived at the house, at the house opened the door, opened the door with, a hand with a handgun. A warning. A that warning. video, that video is, disturbing. is disturbing. Here's ABC's, Here's ABC's, ABC's Zareen, Shaw. Zareen Shaw. Hey, hey, hey. Police 
two comes to the doorway, also with a gun, with a gun. And pulls the trigger. Police then fire back. Luckily, neither she nor the police are hit. She winds up firing out, not knowing that it's the police, and I absolutely get that. This one, you know, really really hurts my heart. The police, the police she, she acts extremely remorseful, remorseful over, the whole, over the whole thing. Now the three now officers are administratively while the department investigates. investigates. Wit, and that wit. investigation, and that investigation just, getting just getting started. She's screaming. She grabbed her gun. She get the busting. Because she still don't. All she know is her husband dead on the ground right now with a bunch of fucking holes in him. She grabbed her gun. She starts shooting. They start shooting back at her. Fortunately, they didn't, they didn't hit her. But, like, again, all the while they kids in the crib. Now. You take those two situations. Ralph Yard goes, knocks on the wrong door. She gets shot in the head. No questions asked. What city was that? That was Kansas in Kansas City. City. Kansas I got you. Right? They question the homeowner, release him. New Mexico, police, wrong address. Homeowner comes to the door with a gun. Y'all shoot him dead. Right? One, Both of y'all can't be fucking right. One of y'all got to be fucking wrong. Either the homeowner who shot Ralph is wrong or the fucking police are wrong. Same fucking scenario. Either he can come to this door with his pistol and defend himself, even if it means shooting somebody in the head, or he can't. And y'all wrong for shooting him in this fucking doorway. Like Door not even open. You know what I'm saying? Like... And y'all at the wrong y'all place. Can't have, y'all can't have it both ways. Y'all can't release the white man for shooting the black boy in the fucking head for ringing his wrong doorbell and say the white police is cool for shooting this man in his doorway for the same exact thing. You can't you can't have it like that. You know what I'm saying? If if Ralph had saw dude with his strap and Ralph up first and banged on him, y'all would not be like, oh, he, he was in his right. I'd be like, hell no, you was, at his, you was trespassing. He brought, you know what I'm saying? Like, they OC. Y'all not at the right address. Y'all supposed to be across the street. Y'all ringing my doorbell at 2 in the morning or whatever fucking time it is. Yeah, I brought my gun and y'all killed them. One of those two things has to be wrong. I'd be very interested to see how they go about the ensuring sh- that both of them are right. The shooter of Ralph, is. Um, they issued an arrest warrant for him, but the bond is set at 200000 mm-hmm. And he's facing charges of assault in the first degree and armed criminal action. Okay. We'll, I, I'm, I'll be very interested to see how they go about trying to find a way to make both of them right. Was Mexico City that victim that was a brother? No, I think this was a white man. They gonna get off in Mexico probably. Yeah, but that's fucking crazy. Which is crazy. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like one of them would have to be wrong to me. That's wild. But in the, you know, in my mind, the only one who 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 was dealt a. Uh, a foul hand, and I get what you're saying about the Mexico City shit too. Mm-hmm. Is the young man? Is the young man? Absolutely. Right. Even if the concept is defending yourself, one thing we got to understand, right? Police, though they have training, they still humans, right? And they're afraid too. Yes. Right. So motherfucker, open the door with a pistol. Police shit go out the door. Fear, and my life comes into play. Self-preservation. Self-preservation is self-preservation. The homeowner who opened the door for Ralph, and I'm not justifying, I'm just saying the behavior says that I attached to the responses, mm-hmm. right? That was some other shit. I'm That's defending cool. myself because you knocked on my door? No, I'm just pissed that right. this nigger is you on just my, opened my door. Right, what, 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 what am I defending, defending myself against? Right. A door knock? Right. You know what I mean? Right. So 
but it also speaks to just where we are as a populace, and this is what I'm saying: is this, the tree keeps bearing these dysfunctional branches, and then even how we talking about it, which one of them gonna get sentenced? Is that a resolve? Shorty got a bullet in his head and a bullet in his chest. Old girl didn't lost her husband. Them kids didn't lost their dad. Yeah. It's not a resolve, even if they go to jail. No. You know what I mean? It's not at all. It's not. Yeah. It's not a resolve, right? And and but we have a. I'm talking to some shorties today, and they gunslingers, right? That's just what that is, right? And we was talking about some shit, and they was like, "Man, but if I can't get to my pole or I can't get to my phone, how can I be safe? How can I trust that I'm gonna be safe in X Y Z spot?" Like the mindset is, if I got a pole, I'm safe. No, the fuck you not. Hmm. You could have a. It's a bunch of niggas that didn't die with homie who opened the door had a pole. Right. You not safe because you got a pole. Mm-hmm. You ain't no more safe with the pole than you was without it. That is not real. This is facts. Right? But the mindset is such a sick one. It's like, well, if I got it, I'm good. No, the fuck you're not. Mm-hmm. Right? Q, me and Q been shooting. Q can shoot for real, for real. Right? Motherfucker, I can have a pole. If I'm shooting against this nigga, I'm fucked up. They be shooting like this. We seen a guy shooting like this. Yeah, Down the street, broad daylight, eyes closed, shooting. Yeah, it's fucked up, G. Just because you got the pole don't mean you safe, bro. That's actually one of the first things we learned, like, um, when I first took my concealed carry class. And actually, through the instruction, because I have two instructors, two firearms instructors, but one in particular that I've been with for a while. He reiterates all the time. All because you carry this firearm on your person does not mean you safe. It doesn't. Yeah. I don't care if you got 10 of them on you. If they get the drop on you, they got the drop on you. It's as simple as that. As a matter of fact, there's a video where, shout out to instructor Mike Brown. He went, I think he went to a Chipotle or something. Trigger Mike. And he snuck up on a security guard who had, a, who had his uh, firearm in the wrong holster, which is another subject. But he actually got close enough to where he could have just snatched it up out of it. You ain't safe. At we all, all seen the video of the sister in the gas station where the nigga seen the pistol on her hip. And took it. And took it. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? That was happening with a lot of Look, those hijackings. I can fight. Yep. Nigga catch you slipping, you're fucked. Yes, right. It ain't no way. And the criminal motherfucker, it ain't like he's going to be honorable. Hey, draw your gun. Right. No, no, no. That's not the behavior set. That's not true violence. Ain't the wild yeah, it's not the behavior set. But my point is, again, we keep justifying it. We keep we keep pushing the ball further down the court. Instead of saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, it's that goddamn shit I posted and you posted it too. Mm-hmm. Right? Instead of trying to fix the problem, we all just trying to get enough money so it don't affect us. Right. That's real. And the problem don't go away, it's here. And that's a good that's I was going to ask, speaking of if we all got the money right, because it's just such a sick mindset for Mm -hmm. you to be talking to these young men and them to say, you know, if I don't have my pole on me, my phone on me, then how am I supposed to feel safe in a imaginary world in an imaginary world? If we were to give everyone equal amounts of dollars, a car, a house, you know what I mean? Like. I don't know whatever the fuck else sure. they want. Sure, we would still have the same mentality. Yeah, nothing would change. Yeah, because because we've been we've been bred into greed. It does change though. I can have the same house as you, but I want two. Let me say this: you the, can sleep outside. The mentality right. might not change, but the behavior set changes. 
right? So we think about us being at the bottom of the social totem pole, right? So we live like people at the bottom. We live like a, 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 a catfish, like scavengers, you know what I mean? So you eat off the bottom. You eat off the lowest ring. You eat off the dope sales. You eat off the fast food restaurants. You eat off all the places that are offered for you to eat off of. Right, but if we look back at the history of white folks in America, all of the most vile shit they did until they was in the position to transition into something different, which allows you a level of comfort. It goes back to Celine's point. If you get the money, it allows you to anchor yourself into another idea. If you don't have the money, then you're still scavenger hunting. It just is what it is. Even if you got food on your plate. Because the mindset, like the shorties today, if I don't got my pole, ask any of these shorties what percentage of motherfuckers in their communities committing crime. I guarantee you, you're not going to hear an answer under 80%. Now, nigga, you live in a house with eight motherfuckers and eight of them ain't committing crime. But the mindset behind it creates a level of fear and a response behavior to just engaging outside your door. Right? It just is where the white boy going, he's the remnant of XYZ. Motherfucker, the five men that built America were criminals. Yeah, all of them. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Criminals. And everything <laughs> off that fucking branch was criminal too, right? Franklin Saint shouted but, all of them out. But four, his mama. four, five generations later, Becky played soccer all day long on a beautiful, grassy knoll. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. She ain't going to the corner. Ain't even no corner store. Ain't no such thing. The liquor store ain't there. But here's the thing. The environment back, is shaped differently. Look, going back to what you spoke about earlier about universal law, the truth of the matter is is that it don't matter how much money you have, it don't matter how many poles you got, it don't matter how many homes you have, how many security systems and how many dogs and cats and family members. The truth of the matter is when it comes to nature, you still ain't safe. You still ain't safe. Now, you can create systems of security, but the reason why you create those systems of security is because, motherfucker, you ain't safe. It gives you the feeling of safety until that door is breached. Everybody feel comfortable in their house. I'm sleeping on my couch let, you know, while watching TV, so on and so forth, until the door is breached. And everyone understands that feeling if you walked outside and found that your car has been violated. And you like, man, I feel like my, you know, I feel violated right now, man. I feel like I ain't, you know, you f but you figured you locked the doors, you was good. And so we really have to have a discussion on what is actual safety? What is actual security? What does it look like? And that mindset in which you spoke about earlier as far as understanding alternative systems that we can create only if one is comfortable with being uncomfortable in order to create it, we have to get to that space because as long as we want to stay and reside within this system that exists here, we're going to get the same results. No, I can dig it. That's 100% true. Um, great conversation, y'all. I, I think the universal shit is a, is, a, is a from within conversation. So on every level, it's got to be something that changes within in terms of what we see um, as valuable before even everybody having bread will solve the issue. I'm for everybody having bread. Like, run us our shit, right? But I don't know that that deals with the sickness of American greed that's been so ingrained into us just like it's been ingrained to white culture. We just haven't had the access. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that if we did have it, we would behave differently than them. 
I don't even think it takes a full generation to change or reshape behavior, right? I agree with that. It's just nobody has. I would say like one and a half. Nobody is mission driven in that context, though. Nobody really wants to change the behavior, right? Mm-hmm. I was back to the shorties, right? You niggas don't know one phone number. You don't know your mama's phone number. That's facts, right? Where just a generation before, you probably stored 20, 30 phone numbers in your fucking head. Facts. Mm -hmm. That's a behavior shift. Facts. Right? And you've become completely subservient to the machine in your pocket. Let this motherfucker die, nigga. You fucked. There's a few phone numbers that haven't been active for probably 15, 20 years. I, can I will never forget. Granny, 773 My children will never have that experience, though. Right. Right? And in turn, it's going to make you weaker. And in turn, you become subservient. But it's still a behavior change. Because you look, think about this. How many motherfuckers can't get around this city? That's true, too. Ooh, you become dependent on the phone. You're dependent on this fucking phone. When this is one of the easier cities to navigate one in the, of the world. One of the easiest. In the world. Just by sure design. By design. Yeah. That's, right. It's interesting you bring that up. I had an argument with my oldest daughter's mother. And the debate we had was that, for me, I, you know, I must have, in some ways, I'm a survivalist, you know, security-minded, so on and so forth. She's not. And I had to just blatantly tell her, because my daughter resides with her, I had to tell her that because of certain level of interference, we are raising a weak child. She doesn't know north, south, east, and west in this city. I have to. Ed, I've been educating and put out because I told her. I said, "Listen, soon, soon within the next couple of months, I'm gonna drop you off right downtown, and you're gonna have to get home. You have to figure it out." And my daughter's like, "Wait, what? 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 You know?" I started letting her take him the bus with her cousins and all that, and her mother's like, "No," and you want to pamper yeah. her. And I had to think about us. We can survive through the jungle, if you will. You know, mm-hmm. through this through this concrete jungle. Our children, who are future adults, we're not raising kids. We're raising yeah. future adults. Are literally not lost. For it. No, they lost, man. Yeah. And so when we talk about shifting a dynamic in our in our communities, in our village, in our community, and 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 our people, that's what makes me go back to. The question of, I know it's going to sound cold, but are there throwaways? Meaning, this is my tribe and everybody else is outside of it. But they say everybody want queens and kings. You know what I mean? Like, is is it? Because what we're talking about is very much so possible amongst us. We have a particular tribe. Hey, hey, look, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. Hey, I want you to make sure this. You know, when it comes to me handling business, I call you for certain things. I'll call such and such for certain things. I'll call him for certain. You know, that, that's all the village and the tribe. You know, we 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 create and we develop our businesses, our uh, even our ideologies and, and how we think and and communicate. We create a language and a bond. Uh, we help each other build our infrastructures and business, which ultimately helps us build up our households and so on and so forth. We have a tribe, and anybody that wants to interfere in that, well, they are automatically deemed, yo, you got the goat. So my question is, do we focus on that, grow that 
even though it's small, keep that as safe as possible and let that blossom and bloom and spread out and then let those, though it may take several generations, they go and they, you know, sort of like infiltrate the, the systems. They infiltrate the systems and do whatever, but, yeah. but we focus and harness in here. Or do we try our best to, you know, or is it, hey, you know, we got to try to impact all the people or whatever, you know, because I mean, I, I don't know if everyone is going to be because everybody's going to choose their side. I see what you I mean. I think strategically, you always eat what you can chew, right? I think you always it's a ripple effect, right? You start with the ripple of the rock going into the water, and as it expands out, it becomes a wave. This is back to our conversation with the nation, though, for me. Yeah, I was between the Malcolm same thing, and Mark, I, swear. I mean, between <laughs> Malcolm and Elijah. Malcolm Elijah got you. If that ripple is where you plan to 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 plant your flag, you have to be audacious enough to be able to look different to the rest of the community. You can't just be in the fray, right? So when I say audacious enough, when you think about the nation of Islam, you think about the inception of it, right? Bean pies, we ain't eating pork. Mm -hmm. For that time, that was radical shit. Yes, indeed. Yes, that was like you don't eat pork, nigga. What the fuck wrong with what you? Do you eat? We eat every part of the pig. You understand? A bow tie, nigga. This wasn't a fashion Bean statement, pie. right? You saw a motherfucker with a bow tie on in nineteen fifty. You know exactly what he's standing on. Yes, sir. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? He's standing on this, right? So you look different. Yeah, yeah you look weird selling a pie. But if that is seventy nine, all that is audacity, though. Right, I can give a fuck how you feel about me. Fuck your educational system. We got our own. That's mm -hmm. audacity, Jack. Mm -hmm. Right? You can't even be that motherfucker, meaning uh, uh, Farad Muhammad or Elijah Muhammad. You can't be him and your kid go to diet. Mm. Right. You can't even be him because you too much like me. You got to have a certain kind of audacity. Mm -hmm. I say the reason, this is funny shit, but I think the reason why Joe Buttons was never a successful rapper because his goddamn brand was regular Joe. Nobody give a fuck about being regular Joe. In my mind, he one of the top five lyricists to ever live. But his brand was regular, regular Joe. Joe. You put ain't regular on You regular, nigga. Ain't nobody listening to you. Mm. You like me. Mm. That's how that shit work. You got to have audacity. Yeah, take a lot and of audacity. And in that audacity, you got to be comfortable enough to separate yourself completely from the fray. Please, real quick. Let's at least have a reason to put we have to a video of this woman getting her ass no, beat. We have to talk about this. We got to talk about this. Karen getting her ass that beat was the best thing Wait, I've seen. What, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a motel, like a like a comfort inn or some shit. Um, sister was in there, right? Think she had a room there, whatever. It's a white lady who was in there. Mm -hmm. I think she had a room, whatever. Um, tells the young black woman. She ain't supposed to be there. Get out of here. Get out of here type shit. It's always that shit. So Take you can hear on. you can hear somebody in the background, maybe like the, you know, the a desk attendant or whatever was like. Um, I can't make her leave. Like, yeah, I can't make her leave. Like, so the white ladies walks past her. Gee, full hawk, like spit in the girl face. Huh? That's a. Man, okay. Son, listen Got to ass me. Depending on, depending listen on, to me. You are so much better off punching me, kicking me. You are so much better off doing something other than spitting in my face, G. Slapping would be pretty bad, too, but spitting is the absolute worst. Like, are you fucking kidding me?
I had to beat a Karen ass cause she spit on me and told me I don't belong here. And it's my birthday today, happy birthday to me. I'm not allowed to eat here. Yeah, I'm gonna slap her ass. Yeah, I'm gonna. Get out of here. Damn. She's a guest. I don't care. I can't put her out of here. Walk. Oh, bitch. Bitch. I'm sorry. 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 Stupid okay, ass hoe. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Fucking. Now, Shorty did respond immediately, and and, and she gave us some shots Blue flops on, on the ground. Oh yeah, she fucked up. She but not nearly enough though. Not enough. No, I needed more. She showed too much mercy. Like, she snapped to reality too soon. Like, she needed to stay enraged for a little longer. Like, this white lady needs to always understand and remember the day you spit in that black woman's face and how that was such a terrible mistake that you made and how regretful you are of your decision. That white lady said, I'm sorry. I'm right. sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, she apologized? Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry, please. Why the lady found on it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey. You ever apologized in a fight? No. I have. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute third round. Really? Okay. Really? Had to. Jim. I need to hear that story. It was story, all bad. Man. I, 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 yeah, I, I got to hear that I got to hear that I didn't mean that shit, man. I'm sorry. Look, for real. Stop it. Oh, stop it. Oh. <laughs> no. Nah, it was, it was a lot of them motherfuckers. There was no hope, G. I was like, damn, I ain't really made that job. I'm sorry. Damn. Yeah, I'm too. I stubborn. saw a video recently where they was, where it was, but it was two brothers fighting. <laughs> Apparently, he had the dude. They had the dude in the trunk, and the dude was like, "I'm sorry." Hey, I didn't mean that shit. Sorry, me, nigga. Then two, two was waiting for your heart to say, "Yeah." He's like, no. two was I hoping did. he had somebody. <laughs> on this no, I don't give a fuck if y'all had that experience. I'm the only that listen, apologize. Listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna negotiate. I'm trying to win any way possible. Whatever I got to do, if I can negotiate my way out this ass, I'm going to do that. See, the thing about the white lady is she didn't, like, at least you expected to engage somehow. I engaged. I stole first. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Then I was like, I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> about you stole sorry, sorry, sorry. first. <laughs> this is what I'm saying about the white lady, though. Like, you stole first and had to have some reasonable expectation of retaliation. The white lady spit on her and walked off like it was just going to be oh, smooth. Yeah, like, yeah. I know I, I made it funny, G, but... <laughs> We got to think about, again, right, back to universal up. law, man law, and how all this shit oh, plays out. Shit. <laughs> if we being honest with ourselves, G, we got two generations of motherfuckers not getting spit on by white people. This is their normal. And the world is changing. Indeed. Mm, and they're I being threatened back to a position of poverty. Mm. They're going to adapt to what yes. is comfortable. Violence. Back to them shorties kicking in windows. You better have some motherfuckers that's ready to go. Because they're... Old white Karen is a new theme and we laugh at it, but they are... The theme is here because they don't give a fuck. They're blatant. That's what Karen came from. The lady in the park. I'll call the police and you and say you raped me. Video of this bitch being 57 feet away from this nigga with an attack dog. Right. They don't give a fuck. If that ain't Emmett Till, what the fuck is it? And yeah. if you're not paying attention to the world and what's going on globally, 
to see how it is going to impact us here, and especially in where you live, you are going to be far behind because the way things seem to be going, the direction it seems to be going in, you better be ready because it's going to get way more violent. On every level, you got to be ready. Way more. Ready on the violence level, ready on the food level, ready on the education level, ready on the housing level. You got to be ready because shit is unstable. And if you are going to be, you have to be willing to be, you have to be willing to take it there where they're not. Because understand when it comes, when it comes to, so I study violence. And I'm going to say this. We talk about this non-violence, peaceful shit. Me All too. Time. That's why I apologize. I do it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this guy was not going to go good. I was going to say, fuck that. In my studies, this was not going to work out. We better start understanding this science. And understanding my projections <laughs> say I should probably apologize. No, look, sorry. <laughs> we better understand this science the for analytics. real, <laughs> We better understand this shit. Because these motherfuckers are way, way violent. And they're going to be willing to take it there That's to a level shit. that is going to be beyond what some of us even want to imagine. I hate to admit this too. It was a white boy. I said sorry to. Oh, 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 oh no. right. Okay. But listen. Oh, no. Listen. It was 30 on 5, nigga. It was no hope. <laughs> it was no hope. I had to work my number. I had to get out. How many was it? It was like 30 on 5. No bullshit. Damn. No bullshit. It was, it was no. I, I caused the least amount of ass whooping. I just got lucky. <laughs> It might have been because I said, hey, stop. You got everything. Hey, I can't even stop. You couldn't like you did. So seriously, stop. You just couldn't play dead and shit. I wasn't playing shit. I was trying to get up out that jam. Yeah, man. It's too many, you motherfuckers. Either way, man, I wish I wish that lady had gotten more. I wish she had gotten more for her choice to spit in that lady's face. But we got to go. Not mentioned, we're getting into this on the Relationship Friday show, but you got prominent black people in fear of being featured in the Freak Nick Doc talking about suing already they gave a couple of examples really of people. yeah, yeah they talking about because they prominent now i make i make i make six figures now all these is the case yeah, that they should have thought about that shit i'm, I'm in the top now and one percent of black earners in the bottom 90 of white <laughs> yeah should have thought about that shit before i we, make seventy-eight thousand. fuck out of here man the, the, thought about that for you spreadsheet the 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 middle is the, the the truth is probably somewhere in the middle when we talk about the extreme uh ends that this society is going to right now but we got a slide man we appreciate y'all so much for tuning in shout out again to q the champ is in the building congratulations my brother thank you thank you looking forward to the next one uh appreciate y'all for tuning in always always appreciate and value y'all's input um for the dopest podcast producer in the game we like to call her e4o although she relentlessly chooses to be called (laughs) peggy bundy is she a bully not relentless. <laughs> Peggy Bundy the bully. God Peggy damn. Bundy the bully. Goddamn bully. The bully. <laughs> yes, this thing no. keeps getting gooder. Goddamn gooder bully. Head. Yes, I love it. Um, shout out to P.I. Making everything look good, putting this all together, bringing all these cameras to look like one. Uh, shout out to P.I. for putting that all to together. Like Salute. Um, Shout out to Ron Riller, man. Ron the dark skin twin. Dark skin twin. Holding it down behind the boys, doing the hard work behind the camera. That's Randy Jackson. <laughs> Randy <laughs> Watson. Yeah. Why do we Tito, work go here? get the keys. Stop it, Tito. <laughs> Why do we work here? Tito. Darkness. Tito, Tito, go get the water.
Oh my God. I couldn't help but get involved. Um <laughs> see y'all next time, man. For two, my name is Herb. Y'all be good to each other. Peace. Salam alaikum. <laughs>